Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We decide that we want to have a discount at our bar for the neighborhood and trying to figure out funeral arrangements for Martin's friends. We went and visited some temples and then went to the catacombs where the gnome was at and we got to ask him four questions. And those four questions were, who are you? What's in your pocket? What business did you have at the tavern? And who were you with? After that, and getting some answers, we go to the Gond workshop, and at the entrance, we're attacked by a metal sparrow with a figure who disappeared on the roof. We go inside, and we're led to a room where apparently Nim has been up to no good. Not included. Yes, we left off last time with all of you uh, having climbed this staircase all the way to the top of the House of Inspired Hands, uh, being led by Valletta, Mm -hmm. until finally you got to the top of this uh, staircase and there was a door. We left off with Valletta knocking on the door because she had identified the figure on the roof as Nim. So you're standing there uh, in this small little hallway, and Valletta is pounding on the door. Nim? Nim? Let me in, Nim. Let me in. Do any of you wish to attempt to pick the lock, or do you want to just uh, wait and see how things unfold? Um, I'm just hanging out. I've never picked a lock in my life. Ganesh looks around and shrugs. She continues to pound until finally you hear a click of the door. She shoves the door open with some force and marches into this sort of attic space. And I assume you all follow in. As you do, you see that there is a long sort of attic-like room. Think steep, angled, ceiling low And it's filled with all variety of mechanical trinkets and other mechanical things that are half-built. You can see a workbench of some kind where there are gears and springs and all sorts of other things. And you can see that there is one little hole in the roof, looks kind of like a skylight, if you will, that has been propped open. And you see it filled with all of these sorts of mechanical things. And Valetta kind of walks right into the middle of the room and says, Nim, come out here at once. And you see, moving from out of behind a variety of this pile of junk, you see this nimble right. He kind of walks out with its head kind of hung down. I thought it was supposed to be a child. No, no. Maybe it was like a childlike silhouette or something we saw, because it was smaller. I don't remember it looking childlike. 
My brain must have just filled that no, in. No, I, I, I'm with you. I have a memory of that, too. Child mischief. Mischievous yeah. children. Kind of walks out. Head hung. And Valetta says, These individuals inform me that you attacked them with a sparrow. And Nim kind of looks up at her and then begins using some kind of sign language with its hands. And you can't exactly make out the what is being communicated. It's moving its fingers and its hands quite rapidly. And you see Valletta kind of nodding along. And Valletta turns and says, I'm terribly sorry. Nim can understand common, but cannot speak. Most nimble rites can't. But he says that he did not attack you, that in fact he was trying to get his bird to fly. Strange, because it was flying straight at us. And at that point, you see Nim behind you just kind of signing away rapidly, and she kind of looks over, and... Nim claims it was a malfunction. Hmm. Well, let's hope it doesn't see any more malfunctions of the ilk. She says, that won't be a problem. And she claps her hands, and you see a bunch of acolytes kind of run up the stairs and into the room, and she says, clear all of this out. (gasps) She says, no more. She points at Nim, and she says, that is the last time that you will ever build anything. I've had it up to here. If you do not behave from here on out, I will scrap you. And you see acolytes begin kind of coming in and taking out bunches of equipment. Oh, please, can I protest? Yeah, don't do no, this on no, our no, account. No, it was, yeah, no, no. Sorry. Um, don't do this on our account, please. These are wonderful creations. And although there was a malfunction, I don't think you meant any harm. And by the way, Nim, you might want to install some kind of safeguard versus enchantments. I was able to put your sparrow to sleep very easily. Um, I'm thinking perhaps um, some kind of enchanted crystal housed within the chest of the bird. Perhaps it flew quite gracefully. I really liked it. Please don't take his toys away. So uh, you say that, but acolytes continue to move stuff in and out, out of the room. I'm going to try and stand in the way of the door. (laughs) Okay. And say... It really didn't look like it was flying at us. It was clearly falling towards us. She says, didn't you already accuse Nim of endangering your own business? We might have embellished a bit, a dramatic heat of the moment and all, you know. If I had known that saying that would mean that you were going to take away this nice person stuff, I would have lied. Person stuff. And to add to what Eddie's saying, I mean, actually there's a bit of baggage here that I have from my past. I used to be an adventurer like you, but I took a sparrow to the knee. So I've got a bit of a traumatic past with birds. She says, did Nim not attack your tavern and the people out in front of it with a fireball? What? What? Well, you don't think that it is odd that there is rumors of a nimble right making an attack in the North Ward and a fireball is involved and the next thing you do, you show up here at the House of Inspired Hands and you don't think we wouldn't put two and two together? I sure didn't. Well, you were the one that brought us upstairs to Nim. We didn't know anything about Nim until we came here. We were actually just coming to ask you some questions because we know next to nothing about nimble rights. Well, I can tell you that for the most part, they don't have a mind of their own. You see, Nim is signing frantically now. And she kind of turns and looks, looks at Nim and she says, Slow down, slow down. What? What? 
and she then turns and looks and says, Nim says that this is the first he's heard of any kind of disturbance in the North Ward, and that he's especially worried about the fact that a Nimblerite was involved, because he built one. I, for one, believe in him. Is it missing? Well, he is, and she kind of looks at Nim again. He says that it ran away in confused terror about a month ago. Do you know what caused it? She looks back at Nim, and according to Nim, he had built it, kind of brought it to life, and it didn't deal well with the whole notion of existence. And so it fled. Big mood, man. Yeah. Yeah. Big, same It's tough out there. I think we've all been there. I really understand that. Yeah, it's tough on that. And she looks back at Nim and she says, You know you are not supposed to be building anything. So is this true? Is this your nimble right that has caused all of this chaos? And you see Nim kind of hang his head down and he signs something and she says, Well, regardless, this is the end of you constructing anything. But I think the time for punishment should be ahead in the future. Right now, Nim's the best chance we have finding this puppet. Nim starts signing again, and apparently Nim said that when the Nimblerite ran away, that he tried to seek it out, but uh, realized that due to some kind of magic around the House of Inspired Hands that he couldn't leave the grounds. So you're trapped. He I said see what that, you did here, wizards. I see what you did, and I don't agree with it. Yeah. If he, we want to adopt this mischievous <laughs> nimble right, it is well within our rights to take him with us, regardless of your weird magic field. I'm so glad we are on the same yeah. page, because he's going to do so well in our crew. I really like him. He can make cool contraptions for the bar. Valenta says, well, of course you can't leave the grounds. That's part of the reason why you can't build things. What can Nim do? What Nim or can or cannot do is not your concern. And you see, you see that most of the place has been cleared out now. And you see Nim kind of underneath his tunic that he's wearing. He kind of pulls out this sort of brass gold-like device, kind of a long rod. It looks like this. A oh. long rod with Ooh, an umbrella. umbrella. It's like a pen with lots of attachments. Yeah. It's like a steampunk lighter. Yeah, this or... is a very steampunky time in our yeah. lives. A steam, <laughs> a, a brass colored steampunk lightsaber with an umbrella on top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That, accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He pulls it out. His head hung low, and he kind of holds it out and he signs something. And Valetta says, "Very well, but after this, I want you in the kitchen." Potato duty. So he oh. he kind of walks over. And he kind of holds it out towards the four of you. Do I recognize it, its function or anything? You can give me an arcana check okay. if you wish. Same. I want to know. New favorite friend. 25. Whoa. Whoa! <laughs> 25. I got 17. Pandy, uh, because you are so well-read and a highly intelligent person, Nerd. you're able to deduce that this most likely is some kind of device used for detecting nimble Oh, okay. Mm. And uh, Valetta looks at it. Uh, who takes it? I'm going to try to, I'm, since I recognize it, I'm going to reach out and go, ooh, okay. this looks like a form of detection device, perhaps for locating other constructs? Okay, so you take a hold of it. Yeah. And Valetta says, that's what he says. Hmm. He says, simply hold down the trigger, 
and it will let you know if there is a nimble right in the area and its distance from you it will tell you based upon the noises and animation I guess she says you can tell that she's not entirely familiar with it Nim signs some more at her yes 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 the closer you get to a nimble right uh, the more it the more noise it makes and the more uh, it spins and whirls try it right now so we can see what it will do when we're really close to one good idea it does nothing nothing okay. what? Nothing at all. Oh. Because Nim is more than a nimble rate, whatever Nim is, clearly. With that, Nim walks by and begins walking down the steps. And you can see that the addict is now practically cleaned out completely. Uh, Valetta's here, though, right? Huh? Valetta's still here, though, right? Yes, Valetta says, well, if that's it... Actually, Valetta, how did Nim come to be? Nim showed up several years ago. What I'm curious mm-hmm. about is if he hasn't got a mind of his own, whose mind has he got? I don't understand. Well, he clearly has a mind. He's making things, right? <laughs> so. I think you should uh, leave the sentience of a construct to those of us who are a bit more familiar with them. Why? He might look to be sentient. But all nimble rights are created for a purpose. They're nothing more than advanced and sometimes rather beautiful-looking tools. Now, if mm. you'll excuse me. That sounds suspiciously like autonomy gatekeeping. But what? But so whose mind has he got? Who made his mind? He was created, no doubt, to make things. And as you can see, whoever did that was irresponsible. Now, if you'll excuse me, I assume you can find your way out. And she walks by you. She walks by. Is there anything left in the room? Uh, You're all welcome to give me a perception check or an investigation check. I'd like to... Got a um, perception on that one. And it's just one room. Yeah, it's just kind of a long attic. Is there one main workbench? Yeah, it's now empty. I'm going to just specifically investigate under the workbench. Okay. What was everyone's investigation scores? 16 on perception. 17 on perception. Okay. And I got 21 on perception. Wow, okay. And then at the bench itself, Andy? 17 investigation. Okay, the three of you kind of looking around the room, you realize that in all of the walls, most of the ceiling is made of wood, um, that Nim has scratched in or scribbled a whole variety of schematics and ideas. You see some poetry. You see diagrams of flowers. You see diagrams of birds. You see a diagram of a rabbit in one and other little small animals where it looks as though uh, Nim is trying to figure out how the creature moves. At the workbench, you see, looking in and around and underneath the workbench, you notice that they, they missed a few pieces of parchment. Ooh. And on the pieces of parchment, it looks as though uh, there are a series of abandoned ideas or maybe ideas that got squirreled away for safekeeping. You're not sure. One of them uh, seems to be some kind of uh, mechanical flower that changes colors based upon the season. Okay. Cool. Uh, And then a variety of other scribblings and scratchings. On the last page, you see something written in common in a hand that looks very, very elegant. Ooh. Uh, Lots of spiraling and swooping and swooshes. And flourishes. And flourishes. 
And it's a single sentence. Okay. And it says, I am Nim, semicolon. What does that mean? Question mark. <gasps> If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. We gotta break him out. Oh, oh, it's on right oh now. Yeah. I think I love this. I, love I this. know that Valletta doesn't like us very much. An acolyte comes up to the door and says, I've been instructed by Valletta to inform you that she is willing to pay you 500 gold pieces if you destroy this rogue nimble ride. If you return here with evidence of its destruction, she will pay you 500 gold pieces, as well as include a small invention or two. But you must do so quietly. Of course. I'm going to look very sincerely at him and say, I understand the severity of this situation for you and for Valletta. Would it be possible for me to speak with her very briefly about this arrangement? Okay. She is in the main hall. Thank you. You will pass her on your way out. He says pointedly as he kind of gestures us gestures out. toward the door. <laughs> okay, so as we're walking downstairs, I'm going to quietly address you, folks, my friends, and say, instead of agreeing to 500 gold pieces and some inventions, we should trade Nim. He can't stay here, peeling potatoes for infinity time. Well, it can't hurt to ask if, if nothing else, we'll learn what Nim is worth to them if they decline. That's true. Goodness shrugs. Okay. You eventually make your way down back into the Hall of Exemplary Inventions, which is the main hall, and you see Valletta there seems to be dusting or in some other way interacting with one of the inventions sitting in the hallway, one of the models. So, Eddie? So I'm going to go up to her and say, Valletta, we were just informed of this potential work trade you're interested in. And I was wondering if there was any potential for us to negotiate the payment from you to us for removing this unwanted nimble ride from the city. Okay, give me a persuasion roll. Please be high. Persuasion? You have inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use it, just in case. Oh, oh, great, okay. Well, good thing that inspiration's gone. So that is a 16. 16. She says, well, I thought that 500 gold pieces was quite generous. What did you have in mind? I agree that 500 gold pieces was exceptionally generous. To be quite frank with you, I have taken a personal interest in your tenant, 
servant, you're, you're Nim. I've taken a personal interest in your Nim. It's the first nimble rite you've ever encountered, isn't it? Not necessarily. Listen, I've been around. I have seen a lot in my day. These are not young eyes. Young eyes, but a simple mind. That's rude. <laughs> that was a very rude thing to say. I'm worldly enough to understand that you're being exceptionally condescending. I'm luckily big enough to disregard that. Figuratively. Of course, of course. <laughs> Anyhow, I have an interest in your Nim. And clearly, he's simply a nuisance to you if you have to use magic to confine him here if he won't stay and he's attacking guests. I'd like to take him off your hands and save you 500 gold pieces and a few inventions. Nimbarites are highly regulated. You would need permission and a license from Lady Silverhand herself. And if you I can secure that, then fine. He can be your mess. Excellent. No doubt he will amuse you. Thank you so much for considering my alternative offer. Good night. Yeah, she doesn't even bother. She just turns around. Yeah. All right, so you exit uh, the House of Inspired Hands with your nimble right detector and having negotiated for the possible, maybe, eventual release of Nim into your service. God, he's so cool. We're going to be best friends. That's great. We need gonna to hang out with our poltergeist. We're gonna I know. The that's exactly what I was thinking right when we we're gonna were introduced to, to him. Language. I was like, yeah. we're going to have to learn a new language. going to have to figure out how to like make a magic field because presumably like he's going to want to like. I don't think we should make a magic field. I don't know. Field. Maybe he has like wanderlust. Well, then let him wander. Yeah. I guess that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I love him. I mean, I'm not into him making killer birds, though. Like, well, that's, he... that's a concern. Maybe okay. some therapy before we let him yeah, out Yeah, totally. But I bet he was acting out, and that's totally fine when he is accepted into our bar. Maybe he just needs a good cleric, okay? We can, like, exercise whatever evil was built into him and his machinations. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I want him to. And he's going to work on it. Yeah, be like, like her PhD project. Oh, cool. Study Nim for a while. Like, I'll find a way. Okay. I just Research play, is my special. I just want to play cards with him. I want him to make me an instrument. <gasps> so Maybe badly. he'll make like a player piano for the bar. Oh, my oh, God. That would be and so amazing. And put me out of a job. No, you can oh, play, play along with it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here you are, outside the Temple of Gond, with your nimble right detector. What would you like to do? I look around. I want to see if there's anybody else with, like, is it just Nim that's got, like, killer bird instinct? Are there other ones that we need to be concerned about? You just see people going about their daily routine. Do you think we should start from here, or scene of the crime? I think the scene of the crime. That seems very... That makes sense. (laughs) Well, we know it went in a particular direction. Yeah. Yeah, so let's start walking that way. It hasn't been let's do. that long. <laughs> it could be anywhere. It could be literally anywhere. Perhaps the nimble rights are very slow. Okay. Like. Didn't somebody clean. say it had kind of a limp? No, that was the person. Those are two different that took things the, going on. There was so much happening, stone. so much action. That was a big 
action explosion. By the way, which we have to find, because that person has a stone of Golor. Is that what it's called? Oh my god, yeah. we have so much to do. So we need to find that person. And there's a that chance that that person be... has something to do with the enchantment that's on the nimble right. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, remind our, all ourselves of the facts of the case. Someone facts. took the stone from the gnome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stone from the gnome. Was getting away. Mm-hmm. There was a nimble right involved, mm-hmm. which you suspect had a necklace of fireballs mm-hmm. and used it on the gnome. And the thing that got away was most likely a zent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're trying to track down the nimble right and, and the person who got away zent. with the stone. The presumed zent. Who now they have the stone of Gorlor, which is what they were looking for, so that can't be a good thing because they're zents. And they should never have nice things. All right, you make your way back to the North Ward, and you make your way back to Troll Skull Alley. Uh, which direction do you wish to go with your detector? Right now, the little umbrella is just kind of turning really slowly, and you just hear a tiny click. That's it. I'm going to hand the detector to someone else. I guess maybe Ganesh, since you're the sturdiest and the person least likely to have it taken. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, as we walk along... I'm going to start casting a ritual Find Familiar. Okay. Find Familiar? Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular you're looking for? Um, I think it's something that flies would help us out. So like an owl or something. Okay. We'll do an owl. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very wise. Yeah. yeah. Wizard and owl? Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to start doing this process as you're walking along. How are you going to handle the brazier? You just kind of like hold it out in front of you as you put stuff in it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of do like a crook of my arm, and I'll just be putting stuff in it. Don't mind me, you got the book kind of cropped up here. So I'm like oblivious while y'all are like looking what around. What is she doing? Mm-hmm. going to take you about an hour. Okay. All right, north, south, east, or west? Um, I think we are going to go north. Okay. Uh, you begin walking along through the north ward, up and down streets, <laughs> holding this thing out in front of you. <laughs> Occasionally, you, you see a, a weird color smoke kind of rise up from in the vicinity of Pandy. Mumbling. Pandy's back there mumbling and, you know, weird smells. Every once in a while, it trips. She's not watching where she's going. I kind of lean over to Eddie and I go, is that part of the detection thing that we're doing? I hope so. <laughs> probably. Probably. She knows what she's doing. Whatever she's doing, she knows what she's doing. After about an hour, a big puff of sort of greenish purple smoke erupts from this brazier that Pandy has been carrying around for a while. You see this small sparrow kind of appear close to you, kind of hop, 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 hops along the, the cobblestones and then kind of hops up onto your shoulder and kind of tilts its head at you a little bit. All right. I'm like... I don't know, close enough. Uh, <laughs> meant it, wanted a sparrow, <laughs> totally. Oh, hello there. I'm going to call you Pip. Oh, it's say, hello, say hello to Pip, everyone. Hi, Pip. Pip's going to assist us. It kind of, it starts kind of hopping from this shoulder up on top of your head and then over onto this shoulder. I love Pip. <laughs> if you right. hold out your hand, it kind of hops down your arm. I'm going to say, Pip. Can you keep a lookout above us? Fly around and tell me if you see anyone perched upon any rooftops or anything of the sort. Thank you. Chirp, 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 and 
kind of... And I, I sort of elbow Ganesh, and I'm like, told ya. <laughs> you see Pip kind of flying in and around chimneys and kind of zooming around tops. <laughs> Picking up anything, Ganesh? Pipping up anything? <laughs> I look down at my detector, which is, I think, doing the same thing that it's been doing for the last hour. Yeah. It's I'm bored out of my mind. You're, like, smacking on the side. Like, this thing broken. <clears throat> you continue. Well, I'm now wondering if that if that indication that we used it around Nim and it didn't work was actually an indication of it not working <laughs> and not an indication of Nim not being a nimble right. Right. You continue for... Again, another hour, until finally, you see the little umbrella on top of it begin to spin slightly faster. (gasps) Ooh, I turn in that direction. Okay. You turn in that direction, and the uh, umbrella slowly begins to spin. You begin to hear a little whirling noise, and the clicking uh, begins to accelerate. Slowly but surely, the umbrella begins spinning faster and faster, and the whirling gets louder and louder, and the clicking gets faster and faster until finally you all find yourselves standing out in front of the Garlhund Villa. That does not sound welcoming. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.